Welcome to Game Dev Stories, an interview show about the development histories of your favorite video games. Today we have Christopher Atala on the show, developer of the Fast and Frenzy new arcade hockey game, ODR Hockey Heroes. Christopher, how are you? I'm great. Thank you for having me. I'm so glad you came on. We're uh, both major hockey fans, but uh, let's just start at your beginning. What is your game dev story? Uh, where did your experience with video games begin? Ooh, when I was young and uh, when my parents got me, uh, I think I borrowed my dad's like old NES system. I remember it sitting on a tube TV on top of two milk crates in my bedroom. That's where that kind of started. And uh, eventually um, my parents noticed that I liked it, got me a PlayStation and then regretted it for many years. Kept getting the like, I wish I never bought that for you. All you do is play it kind of thing. And then yeah. uh, until university came around, I went to school for uh, stuff related to game development um, and eventually just actual game development. And um yeah, they, they, they were down with it after that. <laughs> and you've worked in the industry before after that, right? Uh, can you describe your past experience and what you learned about game development through them? Yeah, so um, yeah, Carleton University in Ottawa I went to, uh, learned a whole bunch of different um, aspects of game development and uh, eventually you just kind of pick which stream of it you want to do and you do all these major projects and stuff. So that was awesome. Um, after that, I uh, started working at a bunch of smaller studios around Toronto. Um, the biggest and longest one I was with was called Time Play, where we made um, games where you played on your smartphone and interacted with a big screen on in movie theaters mm -hmm. and um, just made dozens of, of smaller size, like bite sized chunk mini games and stuff like that. Um, so got a real good crash course into game design and mm -hmm. developing games in different ways. So uh, what games were you developing? Uh, we had tons of games. Mostly the way that that company worked was um, our contracts would mostly be with advertisers. So mm -hmm. game, you'd be making games where you're like using your smartphone to toss things onto the big screen, like tossing Lindor chocolates into different Lindor chocolate bags. Oh, sure. uh, yeah, or like a baseball game we made that was going to go at the uh, uh, Sky Dome um, in Toronto and where you'd like hit baseballs that were on the big screen and just little mini games kind of things like that. A uh, like Chevrolet Cruise game where you drag your finger around a track and your car on the screen follows it. Um, so tons of different input mechanisms and, um, yeah, it was a pretty cool time for designing cool experiences. And we're both very enthusiastic hockey fans, of course. Uh, where does your yeah. experience begin with hockey and, uh, how do you choose your team? What are your hopes for this season? Uh, my hopes are Toronto doesn't screw it up again, but, uh, Toronto's my team, been my team since I was in high school-ish. Okay, you're not know, a Sens guy then. You're, you're not Ottawa. Oh, no, 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 okay. no. It was too much fun. <laughs> to get on that bus and ride 40 hours to get to the stadium out in the middle of nowhere. Um, but it was tons of fun being a Leaf fan in Ottawa during that whole period. That was wicked. But yeah, um, yeah I just picked it up when I was in uh, high school. My parents weren't really into hockey or anything like that. My dad's actually an immigrant um, from the Middle East. And uh, it's been really cool to just sort of like fall in love with it naturally on my own, just kind of being in Canada and loving it. How does that work like culturally? Like, is your family into hockey now? Or did you feel like you were, it was inclusive to you? when you no uh, they didn't you know they don't care about sports at all no not at all okay <laughs> i'm the silly sports guy in the family they don't understand they're like I, when i was younger just like every morning watching all the sports center reruns and over and over again watching the same highlights my dad would just poke fun at me all the time i think my daughters decided on the leafs which has always nice. just been a hobby team for me like i just the leafs are so interesting and they have yeah. such a rich history and a yeah. cursed history lately and yeah. uh, such good players now that uh, I, th I can see why she's drawn to them because I talk about them a lot and 
uh, the Toronto media is the most interesting media in the NHL. So. <laughs> I bet. I bet. It's weird. Um, I find it interesting how kids appear to gravitate towards individual players as opposed to teams right. necessarily. Um I never really was young enough and getting into hockey. By the time I was in my teens, it was kind of like the team that you follow. But mm -hmm. uh, I find that crazy, like um, talking about when Crosby came in the league, that some players would become Pittsburgh fans or become <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, Washington fans for Ovechkin or whatever. It's just kind of wild. And uh, I guess now they're all grabbing the jerseys of like Matthews and Marner and all that, right? When I made my choice, I was in like Southern Ohio before we didn't really have a team there. No Blue Jackets yet, so... We just would always go to the East and we'd see Lemieux and Yager. And awesome. that was, I guess, if you saw Lemieux play, I guess if you see that as a kid, that's going to change your life forever. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah. Anything my dad ever mentioned hockey related was um, Boston and uh, Bobby Orr's zipping around and all that. That's pretty much it. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah, that's another one of those caliber players. It seemed like yeah. after the or phase, you could really get into the players and there were such big figures, but hockey became so fast scoring too. There was a whole different yeah. identity then. Um, 100%. It's actually kind of crazy to, to like sort of segue into video games here. Yeah. I, uh, I've been playing, I've, I've, I've been collecting sort of all the different hockey games throughout the years. And Me too. Yeah, yeah sick. Them. Sick. I just love the little nuances. Like I was playing NHL 04 the other day and I just love that there's a dedicated hook button. It's just so emblematic <laughs> of like the time in hockey, you know? Yeah. So and I mean, I just, the, like skiing button. It's so funny. I just love that they always represent that era of hockey, yes. whatever is big at that moment. Like you say, hooking yeah. in 2004, lots of like trap defenses and different like structures yeah. and like 2004 yeah. was a different game than than hockey now 20 years later it's completely completely <laughs> and like um the game that i made is very like heavy on the boosting and the hitting at all times but then when you go and play nhl 04 for example hitting that boost button all the time is not the way to go like because it's a right. slower time of hockey and it actually took me a little while to adjust to it and realize that they're trying to recreate the hockey from that era which is a lot slower and more methodical like you were saying yeah yeah and a lot of slowdown in the zone hockey and, yes. and neutral defenses um yeah so i think what you make ends up like representing what is going on at that time uh yep. inevitably because that's what's out there um yep and back then, that's all you could watch. We didn't have access to the old games, even in 2004. I mean, I couldn't go back and watch on YouTube. It wasn't really yeah, yeah, there for me. You know? Yeah, just whatever was on the Sports Center top 10s. That's all I saw. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> it felt like only our time in sports. So I think that's why, like, some of our older generations have a lot of, like, sports identity, because uh, mm. we only were exposed to what we had. And, and we didn't have a whole history to go through to, like, frame our Yeah, experience. that's totally true, yeah. And, and other sports or like, for example, I'm a uh, Premier League Tottenham Hotspur fan, for example. And mm. like, I probably couldn't have done that in the early 2000s <laughs> where would I have watched it, right? Um, right? And then basketball. I mean, I got basketball. I got Raptors. I'm trying to think. I don't really have any other teams in other countries, but that's generally the idea. There, there's You can't even begin to watch any of them. So how are you going to become a fan of any of them, right? I was a Sonics guy, so I'm on like a very long boycott since 2008. <laughs> I haven't watched a single basketball game since 2008. That's so, good. That's <laughs> so I, funny. I used to hang out with Sean Kemp from the Sonics at his bar, and, and we became good friends after a while, and he thought it was hilarious that I just has become friends with him. I don't watch basketball anymore. That's so uh, I think he appreciated my protest. <laughs> That's awesome. I think that one of the few basketball, like Raptors games that I went to as a kid, I've still got like the program from it and it was against the sonics 
Okay. Um, I should probably check out who's on the cover that, that I got to see. I could picture it. I just, I don't know who the player is. See, I think I would become a Raptors fan if I did get into it. I, I just like Toronto and I like Toronto sports. And like I say, their media is insane. The way they yeah. hold their players and teammates accountable is otherworldly uh, in some markets, you know. It's a wild little like machine of, uh, constantly creating something to talk about and all that stuff, right? You know, um, if the if the Coyotes don't have one program about their hockey game, Toronto has twenty. If they play, yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's wild. Um, we literally, I just can't get enough of it too. Like, I'm listening to however many hockey podcasts and cycling through them every day, and like, yeah, uh, I really, really, really love it. So yeah, that's how I became a partial Toronto guy because I was always Pittsburgh, and then uh, I got into the uh, podcast game, and there was like a Leafs yeah. lunch overdrive, you know, yep. uh, SDPN and so many. I saw you had the game on SDPN. Congrats on that. That's a big thing. Yeah, yeah. I've been partnering with them and um, doing ad reads with them. There's another one coming out today, I believe, actually. And then oh, cool. um, I get to be on an LFR, which is going to be super cool for me. Um, again, mm. these are all like people I just talked to and watched always. And so it's cool. Yeah, and, that's um, awesome. They're great, great people. That's the other fun thing is when you meet them in real life, they're awesome. I've always felt like we both talked about like we collect hockey video games. I think I've played yeah. pretty much every hockey game now. So that's yeah. how I kind of fall into like finding yours because I'm always yeah. looking. Um, I mean, back it to from the in television days, I think it was just called hockey or ice hockey or something. Yep. And I yep. started back then, did like the Atari game and then the uh, Blades of Steel and ice hockey on the Nintendo. Um, yeah. So yeah. hockey is really made for games is my belief about hockey. It's elemental like pong a back and forth why do you think it yep. works so well in games hmm. it depends because some games it doesn't work so great it just depends yes. on how the overall design of it right like i think it's also kind of a pretty fantastical sport hmm. there's no out of bounds you can punch people in the face for some reason like it's a bit ridiculous <laughs> and it's super fast on ice so it's I find it lends itself really well to video games because if you're not trying to create reality and you're making an arcade game like I am, it's all about speed and hits and goals and uh, fighting. And it's just got really cool, like core mechanics to it. What do you think makes a good hockey game? Like, What element are you looking for when you play and when you make them? Um, that's a good question. Like, for example, I've been playing 09 and 04, for example, just mm. recently for whatever reason. Um what is it? I like feeling like I'm in control. I don't like when they do things that feel like I'm being like, I'm losing control, like getting yeah. stuck in a fucking animation or um, pretty much stuck in animations. Or, <laughs> is the main thing is animation based ones. It happens um, a lot actually in hockey. Games, yeah. Those animations. A hundred percent. A hundred. Well, I imagine like the basketball games, like 2k, they're all animations, for example. Oh yeah. Um, but for me, it's fun. Like I want to have fun. I don't want to be frustrated playing it. That's kind of the main thing. Like I, I, I'm a full-on adult now, so I don't have time to just sit there and play video games all day. So when I do, I just want to have fun while I'm playing them. Hmm. And um, and that's kind of why I've gravitated towards some of the PS2 era NHL games because I just find them a lot more to the core gameplay and a lot more just straight fun. Um, yeah, I think fun is the key thing. Sorry I think for a silly answer. That was such a like that was one of the few generational shifts, or maybe the last one that we really had for hockey games, where we went from the uh, early '90s phases into like what the games would become now. I think it was all developed around like oh four to oh six. Yep. Like uh, you had like NHL rivals and NHL two K yep. and NHL four. That was all interesting. Yep, a hundred percent. And then for me, I actually like the arcade style sports games 
games, like the hmm. that wicked era of like Midway and EA Sports Big, where it was just like extreme over the top arcade sports. Before um, was also the last year of that, right? It was like NHL hits yeah. or something. Yeah, and then I um I was looking at it last night. I think that 10 came out after that, and then that okay. was on PS3. I think that 10 was the first PS3 one because there's a huge jump in like simple things like in 09, the goalies are literally still stand-up goalies, essentially. Right. And then in 10, they're all of a sudden butterfly goalies with their whole new engine and all that. It's just kind of interesting how that works. And then they had the the um stick skill, like the analogous, yes. like you move yes. the stick. That was like the last big advancement that I, I felt in the games. But that's definitely the last big advancement, yeah. I, I play them too much. Like if I played them every <laughs> five years, I might notice something, right? Like, yeah, yeah. I don't stop. Wow. So <laughs> to me, there's just all this debt that keeps getting built up. Like yeah, that I keep using this example because it angers me every time. But if you're walking the blue line with like a top level defender in NHL. And they do the stupid built-in animation that causes you to go offside. It angers me so much because it's been like a decade and it's like, you guys can't fix that one thing that happens every game. Yeah. Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's things like that. And uh, I mean, like EA Vancouver, I don't know like how much control they have anymore. Um, so much of it yeah. seemed to be decided by the FIFA engine for so long. Um, yep. Because I was in like video game press like 10 years ago and I would go yep. to like EA Vancouver and talk to them. And they were always just seemed to be like, okay, well, we can do what the FIFA engine can do. You know, gotcha. like, yeah, yeah. a lot of the development became strained based on having an engine that wasn't hockey. I mean, they could do what the new FIFA game did. Yeah, there's got, I mean, I don't want to, I want to be careful because I can go off yeah. on some diatribes on this topic. Um, but um, <laughs> but um, they're, they're also, in terms of just development side, they're very much in a very annoying box, right? Like, yeah, they've only got so many resources. They've got a couple months to make improvements for next year before you got to put it in a box and ship it out right. everywhere. And, and how long um, do you end up patching that game before you can move exactly. into the new project? It's, it's a exactly. horrible cycle to make a game in. It is, but if you just look at it from a business person perspective, it's a great way to print money. Right, and after like the FIFA Ultimate teams, that just kind of became the business model, so that modes yeah. kind of took a backseat, except they did. They played a little bit, just out of response, uh, with the mm -hmm. NHL 3-on-3 three three and Arcade and yep. 94 Rewinds. Um, so uh, did you respond to that? Do you feel like that's part of your influence here? Oh yeah, hundred percent. There's like tons of all of that, like frustration of like, <laughs> all I want to do is play the NHL game. Like I, I yes. never personally would make that game because I don't want to make a simulation style game. It doesn't really match with sort of my design philosophies, yeah. how I want to make a game and what I, I want to play. But all I want to do is like, they've got the new roster this year. I just want to play with the new roster and see what it's like setting up Max Domi's for one-timers, you know? Like, <laughs> But uh, I, it's just as a, it's impossible to spend that money on it now. Like, I just feel like a jerk if I do it. Like, I just feel like they're, they're just screwing me over with it. I've always just wanted more history. I, there were some of the like NHL 2K games that had like very in-depth history modes where, yes. where maybe you could play as a tie domi. You know, it was, a, yep. it was a whole other uh, perspective that I feel like they kind of dropped along the way. Yeah. Um, I think 2K did something cool with that a couple years ago with their basketball game, right? Yeah. Where you could play different eras. That seemed really sweet. Yeah, so I'd love to play as Lemieux again. You know, I named my dog Yager. I'm I'm pretty in awesome. on that era. <laughs> I awesome. tried to name my daughter Lemieux. My wife wouldn't wouldn't go with it. Um, yeah, that's the other wild thing about hockey is like 
the 90s and early 2000s not only were great games but the hockey itself was awesome because yeah. we didn't really care about humans yet and like brain injuries and all these injuries and all <laughs> that kind of stuff like yeah you just kind of go do it like like man up all that kind of shit uh can i swear sorry about that of course yeah as much okay, as cool. you want to fucking swear <laughs> you could swear yeah okay, uh, good 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 there's um, a there was this yeah. feeling too like uh, hockey was hard to watch like they had to put like the trails on the puck on tv and <laughs> the clearest yeah. way i could engage with hockey was in video games because it was yeah. so hard to see the actual product but nhl 94 was crystal clear right yeah so it's that was another like game. thing like such i couldn't actually enjoy hockey at home the way i wanted yes yeah nhl 94 is fantastic um just a couple weeks ago i was at a king of 94 tournament oh you went um, to it yeah, I was at oh, that cool. one. I went last year as well. It was awesome both years. Um, great group of people um, run by the uh, NHL94.com Twitter account. Um, I can't remember his name off the top of my head right now, um, but he's awesome. Their crew is awesome. Everybody's great. And it was so cool. Like 20 CRT TVs set up in a row and everybody sitting there playing NHL 94. It's so fun. It's a great game. When people make indie hockey games, they always talk about NHL 94. I think I found yeah. this one so interesting because it wasn't like the first reference point you made. That's what I yes. think drew me to it right away because I have it. Yeah. I have NHL 94. That'll never get old. Yep. I'm, I'm kind of trying to take my favorite elements from all the different games I've been playing throughout the years. Hmm. Um, and, and all those little nuances that we've kind of talked about between different hockey games of different generations and things like that. But also things from obviously like Nintendo and their amazing design philosophies and the way that they make things happen. And um, NBA Street, NFL Blitz, like all those different games. I've kind of tried to take the elements that I feel are the best and lend themselves best to the type of gameplay I want and uh, tried to integrate that. I think you referenced like Wayne Gretzky's 3D hockey, yep. which I've never seen like referenced in like a design yeah. document for a hockey game. Like it's, <laughs> it's a weird, like very few people have played it. Very few people have heard of it for <laughs> for whatever reason, but I absolutely love it. It's the like, Gretzky game. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's a horrible name. I don't know yeah, what, it is. what that is. Wayne Gretzky's 3D hockey. Like it's horrific. Um, but uh, the gameplay itself was awesome because it was just like boost, shoot, hit, um, super over the top, uh, crazy goals. Um, my favorite bit was like when there's 20 seconds, 30 seconds left in the game, you could have mm. still like four or five lead changes and six goals scored. <laughs> it's awesome. Yeah, um, it, was, it was a very active, like scoring heavy hockey exactly. game. Exactly. Right scoring and hitting and boosting. Yeah, Gretzky, exactly. But then you also got like goalies turning into brick walls and nets catching on fire and just all that goofiness is awesome i think um, only like gretzky and lemieux got their own named games that i can remember and maybe there were a couple uh, more brett hall there's brett, brett hall, hall got his yeah that's right yep brett hall yeah. Hockey, i have that, that cartridge um i can't think off the top of my head that may be it that may be it i can't think of other ones that one always um, stuck out to me because the perspective was kind of strange right it's, yeah it's kind of like black it, one it's yeah. It's almost like it's trying to be the camera that follows the game, but you're very like stuck. Like you can't see the whole eyes ever. Yeah. No, uh, 100%. Uh, there's another like one like Stanley on Cup playoffs or something. I can't remember what the Stanley Cup game was on NES or Super Nintendo where they tried to do that mode. Is it mode seven? Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah. The way With of the drawing. And it was like 3D. unplayable. Yeah. It's like <laughs> unplayable. But oh, I respect yeah. that there's so many different games trying so many different things, right? That's what competition brings. That's what trying to innovate brings and so i actually really like that they all tried that right i wrote a really <clears throat> long article about that like 15 years ago on now defunct mm -hmm. website like that that uh 
NES game with like the fake mode seven. I was just so yeah. fascinated by it because it's so broken and it exactly. it's so hard to figure out how you would do a camera for hockey <laughs> on the SNES. That was just like, oh, and you know, and the sprites are kind of actually cool in that game. I oh no, it's a strange bad game. It's a headache. Yeah, it's a total headache. <laughs> you a headache for sure. That's the um, one that flips every time when you when you get the yeah 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 it, yeah, it yeah, reorients. Yeah. Oh, and rough. Yeah. it does the whole swing. I think it it swings all the way around the rink. It's not just it like does. a quick switch. It's I think it does. Uh, it's yeah. like uh, it's actually funny if I put a camera on my characters. Um, yeah. One that's not not smart. It's not uh, trying to do any kind of tweening or smoothing or anything like that. It's literally mm. just stuck on him and facing him. It's <laughs> just the same idea actually it's just as jarring because <laughs> yeah. like you expect the camera to kind of have a little delay and follow you but if it's stuck yeah. to you you can kind of recreate that so um yeah i feel that when i do that and it's just are you creating rough. a mode for uh nhl stanley cup snes and <laughs> a mode seven mode yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, that'd be funny i What's just my... i respect that all the different games did that then yeah like, everyone was trying there was still competition where people were trying to one-up each other and create new ideas and new perspectives and all that kind of stuff well, so i really had really figured that. it out right like ice hockey seemed like the the predominant like leader or blades of yeah. steel maybe in what a hockey game could be up to that point uh yeah until like nhl 94 that kind of like blew it off and then it was just yeah. it was you know it was that forever a development on that um what do you think makes a really good like arcade style game? Are there like specific design goals you try to meet to make it fun for like a local co-op? Yeah, simple, like pick up and play um, is pretty key and not needing very much instruction at all. Like, and just doing the good things always. So if it's hockey, then it's just like scoring goals big hits going fast. If it's basketball, it's three pointers and slam dunks and alley-oops, right? No need to waste your time with um, any of these other mechanics or anything, but it's really just about, let's just do the biggest, baddest parts of the sport and do it extremely like big and over the top. I guess since we both played everything, uh, we need to hash it out. Tons of pressure. What are the three best hockey games ever made? Ooh, so 94 for sure. Yeah, that has um, to be in there, right? Like that's yeah, like... If, yeah. We could do a Mount Rushmore too. I don't know why I'm doing three. Nobody does. Nobody does top three list, uh, but that's fine. <laughs> definitely, definitely ninety four. Uh, you have Blades of Steel is too iconic of a name and all that. Blades of Steel is awesome. Yeah, he's uh, hockey for starting the whole like small, medium, large body sizes and things like Which that. Which you guys use in in this too. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That was one of the core mechanics I was using too. Um, to to really, it, it's really good way to break things up, and it's a callback to that generation too, right? Mm. Um, so small, medium, large guys. Yeah, with them. There's a game called, it's a Japanese game. Uh, it's like it's like oh man, I had it in my head and it's gone now. Um, no, no, that's not it. That's a Pokemon game or something like that. Um, Is it a Japanese hockey game? Yeah, it's a Japanese game. Um, okay. it plays side to side very similarly to like an ice hockey, hmm. um, but it's got a whole story mode to it, and it's got like dialogue between characters, and it's just awesome. And it's got really cool box art, it's wicked. Um, I can't remember that one, I it sounds familiar to me, yeah. I can't remember the name off the top of my head, but that's okay. Um, another really cool one is Hit the Ice, yeah, uh, brutal when you play it on console, but I played it on a actual arcade cabinet the other day, and it's awesome on the cabinet, and the art is wicked. And uh, yeah, there were a bunch of the arcade ones too. You had like Mutant League. Yep. And, uh, yep. 
and there was that one on PlayStation, not hit the ice, but there was a, it had like celebrity skin in the opening and, uh, oh, is it the Rock the Rink one? Rock that the one? Rink is, yeah, yeah that's yeah, the I one can't I'm wait of. to get that game. I want that game so bad. Okay. You haven't played that? That's, uh, no, I've heard of it only in the last few years. And then, um, I mean, I'm really, uh, I'm super indieing this, so I'm trying really hard not to spend any money on it. Of course, here. yeah. Um, so that's going to be one of my rewards is buying that game whenever I have some cash to spend. Okay, because that one maybe is what yours maybe reminded me of the most. Like as I was yeah. at it when I picked up that demo, and I was like, NHL Rock the Rink. All I need is you know celebrity skin in here, and I'm <laughs> that one's a vibe. It's a very very nineties vibe. A hundred percent. And like a, a remnant of like electronic arts, let their teams do other things from their like big sports era and their attitude. Yes. Um, yeah, 100%. when they were still challenging everything, it was a, a yeah. more interesting time. For <laughs> Challenge everything. That's so funny. I I was playing uh like I said oh four the other day and I missed those wicked intros with the hockey players. Yeah, EA Sports. It's in the game. Like what? You got rid of that? That sucks. <laughs> it was even better when it was like so clippy. Like like it was a oh, crunchy, yeah. crunchy sound early on. Yeah, it sounded yeah, great. Yeah, yeah. Um, there's one with um, Martin Broder who did it, and uh, he just like starts giggling after because he feels silly. Um, <laughs> thought that was hilarious. Um, That's good. <laughs> yeah, my last one is Wayne Gretzky's 3D hockey because I freaking love that game. Okay. Um, yeah. So we've compiled something like it. It's not quite a top three, but uh, it's always an HL 94 ice hockey. Yep. Yep. Wayne Gretzky and uh, a Japanese game with a, a straight line. I wish we knew it. <laughs> Um, I, I can. Wish I, I have it somewhere. I just my monitor's broken here. So okay. <laughs> sure. Let me see here. Okay. Uh, Japan. I can always edit through this. Let's see. Okay. It'll sound I like can, you I just can. knew it. Um, yeah, it's. I do. I just. I keep thinking of a different game, hmm. a different Japanese game. But anyways, uh, it's Aiki Aiki Neketsu Hockey. It's just on the tip of my tongue. Thank <laughs> you. <laughs> <laughs> exactly right. <laughs> <laughs> It's a cool um, game, though. I, cool. I know that one. I, I did that. Well, I did a ROM of it, of course, because I, I just didn't cool. have access to that. But, um, yeah, I'm also a collector of them. Like, like, I have piles of hockey games. It's it's really Sick. outsized in my collection. Um, awesome. What? Well, you also uh, funded this on Kickstarter. It's nearly there. You have, what, like 18 days left. And, uh, yep. And you're, it looks like, what, like 70% funded or so. It, it's going we well 80 this morning actually 80 percent. congrats that's a uh, thank you it's looking really good and what have been the challenges and the and the benefits of doing that on kickstarter um it's a ton of work um the marketing side is the real biggest pain sort of like new thing for me and yeah. something i'm not, um like trained on i'm just trying to learn my best and reading books on kickstarter campaigns and doing marketing and all this different stuff um mm -hmm. But uh, the biggest thing has actually been that I did this too late. Like I spent a lot of time. I've contacted just about every publisher in the world numerous times um, trying to get something going with one of them. But there's a really weird reality in the video game world these days where like sports games aren't really regarded as video games, I find. Um, and they're kind of like a separate whole entity they're not even like a genre if that means makes any sense like the whole game yeah. industry just kind of doesn't give a damn about sports game and there used to be so Don't much invention the industry right <laughs> yeah Pardon? there used to be so much invention and experimentation in sports exactly they used to be able exactly. to do anything from speedball to you know like mutant league uh, yeah you could, you could make anything in that era yeah yeah i mean even when i had like a booth at pax east this year when you sign up there wasn't even a genre for sports 
Like this wasn't even an option. You're just like, damn. <laughs> did you just that's what the industry that like did you say yeah. you're an action game then? What did what did you call yourself? Uh I can't remember. Probably. Okay. Probably yeah. like action RPG or something like that. Who knows? And that's what's um, interesting, right? Because this is this does seem to have like RPG elements in the in the storyline. So can you can you tell us yeah. about the story? Yeah, for sure. That was a big thing. Um, it all came literally from the one session that I was playing when I was playing Wayne Gretzky's 3D hockey like six years ago now. Um it was just kind of, I was working as a full-time game dev and I was just trying to find some side project I could do at home. That was sort of my own idea and my own design and all that kind of stuff, just something to creative output kind of thing. And um, in that session, I was like, I love the gameplay so much of Wayne Gretzky's 3d hockey, but it sucks that each game is just a one-off arcade game, right? It's built for arcades. You pay a quarter, you play the game, you pay a quarter, you play the game. Um, and so I wanted to create something that connected them all. And then that started this whole idea of like, okay, well, maybe you make a tournament or whatever, or you make a season. And then that started to open up this whole idea of like, why does it need to be a regular sports game? It's mm. a video. Let's just get real creative with it. So that started to open up the idea of um, thinking of movies like Space Jam, where you've just got a ridiculous reason why they're trying to like do what they're, they're doing, but just justifying playing basketball, essentially. Um, and <laughs> yeah. so that started this whole idea of like uh, this, this overarching story where you're trying to save the world by playing hockey. Um, you create your character, unlock equipment, upgrade your stats, um, have dialogue between your teammates to, to really like, go deep into that sort of ups and downs of a best of seven series. Um, like, okay, guys, we're going into game one. Let's put our best foot forward, give it a hundred percent, blah, 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 all the little uh, slogans hmm. and uh, say you win it or lose it. Your team actually talking about what happened amongst each other, as opposed to just going to the menu and saying, give me another game. Um, and sort of trying to get that, uh, like we talked about sports podcast is um, getting that sort of like discourse that happens between each game. Cause that's a huge part of fandom. Um, and playing the sports themselves, right, is really capturing that up and down of like, okay, we're going into game seven, or it's a 2-2 series, and we're going into this tiebreaker now, um, and kind of dealing with that while also dealing with the overarching story of trying to save the world. And there's so much, like, history and lore, especially around teams like Toronto with that overactive yeah. media and and you know, you'll <laughs> yeah. get like a tragically hit song about like the history and the curses. Like, there's <laughs> there's stuff there that's never played into in games. That's really interesting. Yeah, yeah. And it's my favorite part is just throwing in so much hockey and Canada love and stuff like that. And hmm. um, I had a guy from England playing the story mode the other day. He's just like, I don't know what any of these words are, but I'm <laughs> <laughs> you didn't. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so specific lingo what's uh what's some of the lingo that you put in here uh things like shinny like just okay. calling the one game mode shinny um uh odr stands for outdoor rink uh that's kind of like a newer term that's been coming out mm-hmm. just things like, like uh benders and pigeons and pylons <laughs> and like all those little silly things that hockey players say and getting them into the game your flow and your chicklets like all those little <laughs> words that i find are hilarious and yeah part they're of very funny culture and uh yeah i just tried to shove that everywhere i could in the game essentially mm-hmm. um and it, there does seem like there was always a sense of progression in games like say like nba jam you even had like a a password a code that you'd put in so yep. sure. that seems yep. fundamental to like an arcade design to have some progression yep. Yeah, so progression was also the big, big uh, pillar I wanted to implement because, I mean, if you play any sports game, you're already 
in the spot that you're going to be, right? Like you pick mm. the Leafs, you play a season, everyone's their stats that they are. Maybe they go up minimally left or right, whatever. But mm. realistically, you're still playing it the exact same way the whole time. So um, using all of our stats that influence the gameplay, essentially when you start the game, everything's slower, more deliberate, um, less hits, smaller hits, less accurate, uh, less powerful shots, your goalie's out of position, all that kind of stuff. But by the time you're on to the final hockey god, I got to go into the story too. Uh, by the time you're on to the, fi the final hockey god, you've upgraded your stats, you've unlocked equipment, you've customized your characters to play the way you want. Um, and everything's really fast. Everything's really like explosive, literal explosions, like fire or lightning based on the equipment that you've got equipped. Um and uh, yeah, it's just this feeling of starting off really slow and intro to the game and then slowly building up to this really fast, hectic, crazy hockey game. ODR as power-ups. It's like Mario Kart when you have yep. power-ups in an extreme sports game or an edgy sports yep. game. Um, yep. It's always a balancing act and hockey is so hard to balance. So how do yep. you balance hockey plus power-ups? Uh, the power-ups are mostly meant to literally be what the Mario kart ones are so i kind of really leaned into their weighted power-up system where uh based on the score in the game you'll have different percentage chances of getting different power-ups um so if you're in the lead by a couple goals you get the power-up you might just get the one that puts like skate guards on your character skates and they all that's fall very down. funny by the way uh, skate guards <laughs> is a hilarious power -up. i was laughing I got so that. many i can't wait to make i can't wait um that's good uh, and then there's other ones where like the goalie if say you're down by three goals you pick up the power up you will uh turn their goalie into a pylon and you've got a lot of chances to get some goals over and over kind of thing um because to me it's not about like running away with any game i love the idea from wayne gretzky's again where you could be down by a bunch of goals but in the last 30 seconds you could score three and it's all of a sudden a one goal game and i love that yeah i saw it becomes like one of those targets that you put on the goal when you're out there alone <laughs> the, the goalie just seems to fall in and that's uh uh, I, I didn't understand like some of the, like turning into a, a bird or whatever. What is that? Yep. Uh, uh, it's just like a, a, a term people use to talk. Okay. It's the pigeons. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You're a pigeon, bud. Like you just call oh, okay. them a pigeon. They're useless and they can't do anything. Um, <laughs> okay. So you're literally the idea. Now it's funny. Now <laughs> I think I get it. Yeah. Uh, there you go. <laughs> okay. Actually, one of the biggest remaining communications that I really need to get across is how the power-ups work and what yes. the hell's going on when they happen. Um, <laughs> yeah. I, I think that's I what I need is there. Yeah. Yes. Big time. Um, so that's a communication thing I want to do. Um, I just want to get creative with it and not just have it be, for example, um, when I have a commentary system, I don't want them to just describe it because that's not helpful for people who aren't listening or aren't able to hear the audio and things like that. So um I've got to dig deep into that and figure out the best way that I want to do it. Do you mean uh, that you're doing a commentary system? Or... Yep. Oh, yeah. Okay. okay. You are? Okay. Oh, yeah. yeah <laughs> How are you coming. doing that? Would it just be you or uh, do you have people in mind? No, that... I've actually recorded already with a, uh improv comedian here in Toronto. She's been awesome. Oh, I just cool. haven't had the chance to actually edit it up yet and get it into there. So I got to try that. And that'll be neat and different because there's, there's yeah. not enough of that yeah, fun commentary in hockey games. It's been the no. same for years. It's been the same for years. <laughs> Everything has. Um, but basically, like, my whole descriptor to her is, like, uh, uh, Tim Kitzrow, um, who I spoke with the other day, which was wild. Um, oh, cool. Um, NBA Jam, 
over the top, just describe the action really quickly. No random ramblings, just like big hit or whatever. Just uh, very expressive and over the top about specific actions. So yeah, I'm really stoked for that. And you have uh, several like player classes and sizes, just yep. like ice hockey. Um, you want to just describe how those play just for our, our listeners that don't know. Yeah, for sure. So we've got, um, currently we've got three character sizes in there. We've got a small, medium, and long large um we've got three more coming so right now there's a small female character and a medium male character and a large male character and we've got uh both the medium and large um male or sorry female characters coming as well mm. and uh, a sledge hockey player as well which is going to be super sweet like a paralympic sledge hockey player is going to be really cool is that the um, first time that's in a game i, I don't think i've seen yep. that ever yep. Uh, yep from my understanding it is yeah so i'm really excited fantastic. Uh, yeah, it's going to be super cool. Um, I've been talking to uh, his name's Billy Bridges. He's a Paralympic uh, gold medalist for Canada. And uh, I'm going to work with him to try to oh, make man. sure we nail all that, which is going to be sick. Um, so, yeah, there's three body sizes. Essentially, the idea is uh, small, which is fast and sniper kind of thing. Medium is kind of all around average you can hit well you can fight you can shoot mm. you can score and then the uh large guys who are the slower ones but have huge hits send bodies flying a lot stronger slap shot kind of thing and they're big fighters um and so the idea is so that you can kind of uh build your team the way you want to play you can upgrade your stats the way you want to play if you're playing in the um uh the shinny mode which is just kind of like the mess um you uh or like the quick play play now mode um one of the another early uh, ideas I came up with was when you play any of these fictional sports games, I find it really difficult to give a damn about these fictional teams. Um, and so one of the strategies was to pull away from the teams and the teams themselves, but focus more on the individual characters. Mm. So more like a fighting game or like a Super Smash where you're like, I want to be Pikachu or I want to be Mario kind of thing. Sure. Um, yeah. So and you're just like kind of claiming a, a yeah. player after you do like a rock, paper, scissors type thing. Exactly. Exactly. So there's like a built in rock, paper, scissors mechanic in the game. Um, you choose your jerseys and then you do rock, paper, scissors and you draft your team almost like a lineup in elementary school. And that um, might mean that you might have to experiment sometimes that you might not always exactly. get a player. Uh, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And, uh, and then you can kind of learn the difference between the different types of builds. And if you prefer to be like full hitting or full speed or whatever. Well, what's the what's the window looking like for the game and uh, where can people find info on it? Um, the window. So for the PC version on Steam, we're looking for this winter. I want to get it out while people are on the outdoor rinks and really mm -hmm. in the outdoor hockey vibe. Um, and then the console versions, I've gotten uh, Xbox dev kit. I am a PlayStation developer now. Um, I just haven't had the chance to get after that. So it's going to be a little bit later in 2024. And um, the best place to find us is at odrhockeyheroes.ca or just hit up our Kickstarter page. Just go to Kickstarter and look for Hockey Heroes and you'll find it. And uh, there's, you know, quite a few tiers there and people get mm -hmm. uh, engaged with the project. Looks like it will be successful. So it's a safe thing to back and there's already something to show for it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You've got a full uh, we just released the story mode demo. Actually, I just pushed that out uh, yesterday or something like that. Mm. Um so so you can get an idea of the what I was just kind of rambling about with the RPG stuff, with the character progression and story of dialogue between teammates and all that kind of stuff. That's been pushed out now, so you could try that free on Steam right now. Hmm. Um, and the shinny mode is there as well. And uh, yeah, we're going to hit this goal for sure. And uh, I got some really, really fun stretch goals that I can't wait hmm. to start putting up there once we get there. So we're almost there. 
Cool. Well, I'm looking forward to it and we'll try to get this out like around the end of the, the Kickstarter there. So it's just like a, another push, but thank you Wicked. so much. Christopher. No, I appreciate your time. Thank you so much. And uh, I'm, I'm, I could talk hockey video games forever. So <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate you indulging me. <laughs> it's another, another dream of mine just to talk hockey video games all day. So thanks for the opportunity as well. Appreciate it. It's wild, actually, the number of people that I've talked to that are just so excited to work on a hockey <laughs> video game. Um, like, uh, I don't know if we have to go, but um, I was uh, talking to someone reached out from Vancouver. They run a motion capture studio there and they're like, we want to work on a hockey game. <laughs> and uh, and so I actually sent them my models, the, uh, the rigged models, and they, oh, yeah. they already set up a whole thing. I've got tons of footage of them doing mocap for hockey with our characters oh, cool. and all that kind of stuff. So if we can hit this goal, and a little beyond it then i'll be able to afford to get them to make all the animations and the mocap um so they're really stoked the videographer was excited to work on it like everybody i've worked with um is just really excited to work on a fun arcade hockey style game so it's been a cool experience with that i'm excited as well uh thank you for your time Good. here yeah i appreciate you thank you very much sure.